This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded. Consider a career with the International Brotherhood of Boilermakers. As a Boilermaker apprentice, you'll earn while you learn. We offer excellent wages and benefits. And as part of our no-cost, hands-on apprenticeship program, you'll learn from the best in state-of-the-art training centers and on the job. Become a union Boilermaker and get on your way to a great career. Visit Boilermakers.org or call 844-IBB-WELD. Listen to the Labor and Energy Show and get educated from expert guests about climate change. What they say and who they are will surprise you. Presented by PBF Energy, Neuter Construction, and Furness Electrical Contractors. The Labor and Energy Show, this Sunday night at 6. And guess where this additional billion gallons of biofuel is going to come from? It's going to come from abroad. That's not an American first energy policy. We're in this together. Labor's in this. Building trades are in this. Refiners are in this. American consumers need us to do this too. Now across the Jacob Media Network, welcome to the Labor and Energy Show special. Exclusively presented by the PBF Energy Paulsboro Refinery and the PBF Delaware City Refinery in collaboration with the labor unions that build our communities. If you fix this RINs issue, you're looking at a reduction of 25 to 30 cents a gallon. This is the Labor and Energy Show, bringing labor leaders, national experts, and political influencers together to educate you about fancy terms like RINs and Reggie, while explaining the truth about energy independence. Welcome to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. And welcome in everyone to another edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause as we kick off J. Doc. 2023, we come right out of the box with a hot topic and a big guest, two big guests uh, today. Uh, this is the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause, all presented by PBF Energy. J-Doc, over to you, my friend. Thanks, Krause. Uh, yeah, you're right about that, coming out of the box, uh, in a sense, with a bang. I'm ecstatic to bring on to the program today's guests, Congressman Pete Stauber, representing Minnesota's 8th Congressional District, and of course, uh, later in the broadcast, Mark Mills, who's a senior fellow at the Manhattan Institute and a faculty fellow at McCormick School of Engineering and Applied Science at Northwestern University. Um, one of the things, uh, before we bring in uh, the congressman into the program, on this broadcast, you're going to hear about critical minerals, about electric vehicle mandates, about slave labor conditions. All these things are connected through a number of situations that need to be addressed. Now, for some time uh, on this very broadcast, we've been discussing this um, you know, issue of, of the electric vehicle mandates across America. We're very fortunate. Uh, we, we actually had a conversation with the congressman uh, a while back. Uh, but since then, uh, several states are, are, are obviously trying to follow California and banning the sales of traditional cars as, uh, as soon as uh, 2035, which means that the automakers will be only able to sell electric vehicles. Now, New York, New Jersey, and now Delaware are looking to follow uh, California's lead. And of course, um, you know, in addition uh, to these being mostly luxury cars, many of them rely on extensive quantities of minerals uh, that have to be refined predominantly in China, uh, which, raises, which, which raises energy security questions, environmental questions, 
and and questions about our jobs. And so having said that, and, and recently, uh, and, and I'm sure the congressman has seen this, and Joe, I know you have, uh, on a recent episode of the Joe Rogan podcast, uh, Harvard professor Sid Harth Kara, who will be on our broadcast later this month, revealed shocking video of the mines filled with child laborers working under subhuman conditions in the Congo mining for cobalt. So having said that, uh, I, I, uh, I'm ecstatic to bring uh, Congressman Pete Stauber into the broadcast. Uh, Congressman, welcome to the show. Well, it's great to be back with you, and uh, I really appreciated uh, the comments at the onset of this show. You are absolutely spot on, uh, and there's a lot of there's a ton of frustration right now across America uh, with these mandates that are uh, eliminating uh, good-paying union jobs, eliminating uh, refineries, eliminating our capacity to secure our own destiny, and uh, and there's so so many facets about this, and I'm looking forward to our conversation today. And, and, and so having said that, because it's, it, it starts off, um, it, you know, really with an infuriating uh, commentary on, I'm not sure, have, did you have an opportunity to see the Joe Rogan uh, podcast? Yeah, in fact, uh, not only did we see it, my staff side, but we've been saying this for three years. Um, you know, UNICEF, uh, non, other nonpartisan organizations have said in the Congo they use child slave labor uh, for their critical minerals, including cobalt. Yet, this administration goes and signs a memorandum of understanding uh, to, to, for critical minerals in the cobalt. That could not be more offensive to every union member worker in this country. And I can tell you it certainly is in northern Minnesota to our union steel workers because, as, as you know, uh, the Duluth complex is the biggest copper nickel find in the world, and it lies in the Iron Range in northern Minnesota. And, and Joe Biden just pulled uh, the federal leases on that, and it had a project labor agreement attached to it. Thousands of union jobs, and Biden followed his radical anti-mining, anti-jobs environmentalist that is punishing us, and it's simply unacceptable. Well, what's interesting about it, and and really uh, mind-boggling, obviously is a, a labor and energy show. Um, and Joe uh, Krause and I have been doing the labor show here in Philly for uh, you know for almost a decade. We're passionate about labor, no question about it. Um, and so we talk about our our you know organized labor, you know obviously uh, being major league impact, you know obviously in our child labor laws, but. Um, What's and and the, as you know, as you know, you're talking to a former uh, labor organizer and, and the president of my union. Exactly. And, but what's 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 crazy is so when you see all these, uh, you know, states mandating the electric mm-hmm. vehicles and, and, and the government, in, in a sense, uh, doing literally nothing about it, maybe even contributing to it. I mean, not even maybe, but definitely contributing to it. And then the videos of child labor in the cobalt mines that uh, provide essentially all the cobalt uh, needed for electrical vehicles. How does it make you feel? I am I am so furious with this administration on what they did to my constituents. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is uh, that that copper nickel mine called the Duluth Complex, it has 95% of America's nickel, 88% of our cobalt, and over a third of our copper. And what I'm trying to tell this administration uh, and my colleagues on the other side of the aisle is we can do this in this country with the best environmental standards and the best labor standards using union labor to mine the minerals that we're dependent on. 
It should, you know, for those of you, and I think I might have mentioned this before, I had a bill in the Transportation uh, uh, Committee that said the United States of America will not purchase one ounce of critical minerals mined by child slave labor. And that went down on a party line vote. That is unacceptable. We have to change the mentality. If we are going to transition into alternative sources of energy, let's use the natural resources that we have. You know, this administration, the Biden administration with the Bureau of Land Management, the U.S. Forest Service and the EPA is fighting our opportunity to mine these critical minerals right here in the United States every single day. And it's unacceptable. And by the way, we're going to have uh, Mark Mills on the broadcast, as you know, and uh, we're going to be really exploring that very issue. What are what our potential is here and what resources uh, we have here in order to accomplish that ourselves. But having said that, very, you know, when you talk about slave labor. Okay, and uh, child labor, slave labor, which is not an understatement here. Anybody, if anybody's, you know, uh, for everybody listening to the broadcast, if you get a chance, uh, please look at the the recent Joe Rogan uh, podcast. uh, And then you'll you'll see uh, the Harvard professional uh, Siddharth Kara talking about this. Uh, and, and showing videos, he actually went in and was able to secretly video what was going on. Yep, and, the, yep. and, 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 and so when, 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 when congressmen, when you talk about uh, having introduced amendments to prevent, uh, uh, you know, obviously uh, our country, uh, you know, uh, accepting uh, minerals that were that were mined by slave labor, who in the right mind, in the right mind would disagree with that? Who in the right mind and has organized labor, uh, you know, even seen this? I mean, this, I get it. It's it, yeah, it, it, we could be doing the work here and all those things. But in this country, uh, you know, I mean, it's the greatest country in the world. OK, yeah. uh, I am confused in many areas. I see, um, you know, at the Apple, the Apple factories, uh, I, I believe in China where there's suicide yeah. nets. Uh, hang, yep. you know, okay, their jobs, and we're losing those jobs, and and uh, yeah, that's that's terrible. But the slave labor conditions of which they take place, how can we um, let people benefit from that? It, we can't. Does- no, we can't. We cannot allow this. It is it is so immoral that we here in the United States know that child slave labor is being uh, put forth in the Congo and we still purchase critical minerals from them, that is, that is, that is so immoral and so wrong. And, f- and the United States, uh, as citizens, we must fundamentally disagree with that. And uh, my union brothers and sisters, they understand we're not going to put up with it anymore. Uh, we may have some, some, some uh, union leadership that may support this transition to alternative sources of energy. But let me tell you something, the rank and file, the workers understand that they have a voice and we're going to give them a voice in the United States Congress. They will not take a backseat to any administration that removes them from having the ability to mine critical minerals that have project labor agreements in place and pull it out from under their rug. Northern Minnesota, the Iron Range can help secure the supply chain and, and uh, I'm fighting and that's why I'm, I'll be the chair of the Energy and Minerals Resources. Uh, that's, uh, that that uh, has jurisdiction over mining and uh, oil and gas leasing. I'm really excited to change the direction of this country and uh, my union brothers and sisters are going to uh, be right along with us. In fact, I, I just dropped my uh, uh, Permitting for Mining Needs Act 
this week, which addresses many concerns that we have in domestic mining, and it would actually empower and employ more miners to mine across this country, including northern Minnesota. And uh, I can't get one Democrat to co-sign that with me. Have have has organized labor, uh, you know, as a whole, uh, you know, jumped in on this. In other words, one of the issues we've dealt with often when it comes to energy issues, especially when you're talking about renewables and a lot of uh, you know situations and uh, you know slavery. And I'm going to say it is a horribly painful part of our country's history, and it's yep. so devastating. Uh, you know, obviously to, to think about it and then the child labor laws and, and what organized labor has has worked so yeah. hard to fight against and, and to fight for the rights of, of our workers. OK, yeah. uh, and, and y- 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 you can't see that when you see a computer in front of your desk. OK, you can't see that um, when you see an electric car and all those things. OK, uh, but the fact of the matter is. Is that it's 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 not only a moral it's it's a it, it's a sin for crying out loud to allow these conditions to go on and then help them uh, to help the companies that are uh, you know supporting this uh, to actually you know, benefit from it and we're doing it every day it's it's absolutely crazy what is organized labor uh, what is their you know, from from the top what is our position. Well, I think that you, you, you're going to play and have played an important uh, part. Uh, organized labor has built this country. They're going to continue to build this country. They helped with our labor standards. There's no doubt about it. Uh, what I would say is let's look at the candidates and, and look at what they – uh, not what they say, but what they do, what they vote for. If they want to vote for good union jobs, project labor agreements in the mining sector, for example, then, then they must vote in support – of these uh, of these mines in our country, using our labor, using our environmental standards, and when we do that, we employ our friends and neighbors with good-paying jobs. And I think that uh, I, I think that uh, we have to look at union leadership, the upper echelon of union leadership, and really ask the question: Are they supporting the rank-and-file jobs, or are they just going along with leadership on either side of the party? You know, what is what's best for the rank and file? And that is good paying jobs. And where do you find good paying jobs? You look at the mining and the energy sector. We should not be outsourcing these. We should not have our miners laid off or our energy sector employees laid off or refineries going out of business because of the electric vehicle mandates. No way, shape or form should that ever happen. And I think that our, my union friends uh, and, and brothers and sisters can be a big part of that conversation. We're going to have, we're going to produce energy in this country with union labor. We're going to mine in this country, not only uh, iron ore in northern Minnesota and lithium and uranium and other parts of this country, but we're going to mine critical minerals that we use every single day. And it's going to be mined by union miners in northern Minnesota on the Iron Range. It's union miners. Those are my friends and neighbors. And I have to get my Democratic friends on board to support this. Congressman Pete Stauber representing Minnesota's 8th Congressional District joining us here on the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause as we kick off. If you miss any of today's broadcast, don't forget you can download the podcast of the uh, show on Apple or Spotify. Congressman, I have to ask you quickly, um, everything sounds like great common sense. It sounds Pretty easy to understand. Um, Sounds like it makes sense when you think about it, um, even if you don't fully understand it. Yet that seems to be the biggest challenge of them all, getting people to be 
uh, to use common sense to accomplish what you want to accomplish. And, and I think that you're exactly right. Uh, and this is also an opportunity. This is an opportunity uh, to, to tell the American people we have their energy and resources right here in America. You know, our allies across the world want to buy these products from us, not, not uh, adversarial nations or nations that employ slave labor. That's how we stop that. We don't condone it. We don't buy one ounce of it. And so uh, as, uh, as the Republicans take the majority, uh, I'm on the Natural Resources and Transportation Committee, you're going to see a different look. Uh, these EV mandates that are putting not only car dealerships uh, out of uh, service, uh, but the refineries and what have you, that's going to change. Uh, we are going to use uh, and support traditional fuels that are, that are reliable um, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, as alternative sources of energy that aren't as reliable or are intermittent. We have to uh, bring those in in a reasonable uh, measure in a reasonable time frame, not being pushed onto the American people because it's devastating. Um, and so I, I'm looking forward to uh, leading that charge in, in the United States Congress with my union brothers and sisters to ensure energy dominance and critical minerals dominance happens right here in the United States of America. And, and Congressman, let me say this. I, I'm, I, and, I, and I'm Joe Crowd drives him nuts when I say it, but I'm a labor Democrat, okay? Okay, and, and when we talk about these issues, okay, this is not to me a, a political issue, Democratic or a Republican issue. Uh, it's not a union issue. It's a human issue. Okay, mm-hmm. these are these issues. The jobs obviously are important and all that. But listen, we care about the environment too. Like, and Absolutely. and but we, but we we care about, um, you know, like Joe Krause just said, common sense. Yeah. And, 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 and one of the issues we found, and, and we've been doing a show a long time, and, and, and the funny thing is we don't get political on this show. We talk about the facts and the information. And the That's fact right. of the matter is um, what we've been seeing is people just aren't educated on a lot of energy issues. Uh, I can't imagine anybody is, who's, who's voting, uh, you know, voting down uh, an amendment that would uh, you know, obviously not permit products to come into this country that been that that have been manufactured or mined with slave labor would actually understand what they're voting for now that's right you know the world's cr- I, a crazy I, place but no you are exactly right and 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 i'm a pro-labor republican you and i agree 110 percent on this issue absolutely we should condemn the memorandum memorandum of understanding that biden this administration signed with the congo for critical minerals absolutely condemn it is immoral in every sense of the word, and, and I'm looking forward to working with you two uh, and uh, organized labor across this country to change the direction and change the thought and help educate to everybody. And I just have to tell you that uh, I love being on this show with you. Uh, the passion you show for labor is the same passion that I show uh, right here in Congress and in northern Minnesota. And, and, and we appreciate that, absolutely. And having said that, Let's talk about these. Uh, we only have a couple minutes left, but I'd like to talk about these mandates, these electric vehicle mandates that are happening now across the country, starting with California and, and, that, and recently in Delaware. Um, and they're mandating, obviously, that, that, that in their states that only electric vehicles will be able to be sold in 2035. We talk about the uh, critical minerals that need to be manned. And we're going to get into the details with that with Mark Mills. But um, 
uh, how do how do we address this this situation unnecessarily? Hey, I'm 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 all for uh, electric vehicles. Let them come into the marketplace naturally. Nobody right. does it better than the United States in regards to emissions and 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 of course our our environment. Um, what are we going to do about these mandates? Well, I think that uh, one of the things we're going to we're going to um, eliminate the uh, electric vehicle mandates that uh, this administration has put on because it's devastating for our energy sector and it's not market driven. Uh, it's subsi- subsidized, and that's exactly my role as the chairman of the Energy and Mineral Resources uh, Committee. That's where we're going to go out to the public. I've ta- I'm, I'm talking to these uh, auto manufacturers. I'm going to speak with them on the importance of, of uh, allowing, you know, the free market to dictate who buys the vehicles. We don't want, uh, we can't sustain um, um the, 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 we can't sustain the taxpayer money going to purchase an, uh, an electric vehicle just because uh, this administration or any administration wants it. Let it uh, ride on the fruits of its own labor. Let the private sector market, let the market decide. And when you do that, it, it, everyone succeeds. And I think that, that we have the opportunity, uh, um, you know, in the next couple of years to to change course a bit, and then really educate, um, you know, our constituents across the country and every congressional district, and our union uh, brothers and sisters can help doing that. So I have, uh, I don't mean to cut the this, the, the interview short, guys, uh, but I've got to get to the House floor for a vote. Well, we really appreciate your time, Congressman. Uh, thanks again for being on the Labor and Energy Show, and we appreciate what you're doing on this issue. We look forward to having you on the broadcast again. Absolutely. Take care, and Happy New Year. Happy right. New Year. Good, good stuff from Congressman Pete Stauber, representing Minnesota's 8th Congre- Congressional District. And I don't know how many sh- uh, radio shows you'll do in your lifetime, J-Doc, where your guest will exit out a minute or two early because he has to get to the House floor. Um, pretty good stuff in our opening segment of the Labor and Energy Show. And again, if you missed anything from Congressman Pete Stauber, you can download the podcast on Apple or Spotify. Just search the Labor and Energy Show. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, Mark Mills, who's the senior fellow uh, at the Manhattan Institute, uh, will join us. We've had Mark on the program before. It'll be a great segment. Back in a moment. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know that natural gas with carbon capture and storage ensures a more stable and cost-effective energy supply than renewables alone? Did you know? First chartered in 1903, Steamfitters Local 420 has been constructing and installing mechanical systems throughout the Delaware Valley for over a century. United by excellence, this local is proud to have worked on projects such as the Sun Oil Refineries, Children's Hospital of Philadelphia, and the stadiums for all our Philly teams. From helmets to hard hats, Local 420 represents the history of Philadelphia. Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, business manager. PBF Energy wants you to know hidden RIN costs are adding almost 30 cents to every gallon at the pump and pushing independent American refineries to the brink. It doesn't have to be this way. President Biden can lower gas prices and protect thousands of union refinery jobs by fixing the renewable fuel standard. And he should. 
Visit FuelingUSJobs.com slash take action to urge President Biden to stop the RIN sanity and fix the renewable fuel standard today. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are being supported by the members of the Labor Union community, including Steamfitters Local 420, Jim Snell, Business Manager, the Eastern Atlantic States Regional Council of Carpenters, and the United Steelworkers. And back here on the Labor and Energy Show with J-Doc and Krause again. J-Doc, special thanks to Congressman Pete Stauber, uh, representing Minnesota's 8th Congressional District. A lot to unpack from what uh, the congressman had to say, and our next guest, is the man to unpack it. Absolutely, Joe, and we're ecstatic to have Mark Mills, senior fellow at Manhattan Institute and faculty fellow at McCormick School of Engineering and Applied Science at, at Northwestern University. In many of the, congr- uh, the, the congressmen's uh, discussion, uh, we talked about uh, critical minerals and, and obviously the, those uh, minerals that, that are, are needed for the batteries for electric vehicles, well, amongst other things, many other things. Mark Mills is an expert in the critical minerals, and, and so um, I'm ecstatic to bring him on to, the, on to the program. Mark, how are you, sir? Doing great. I'm, I'm, I'm delighted to join you for the first of the year unpacking job. Thank you. Uh, absolutely. And we can't, listen, we're, 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 we're starting off the, uh, 2023 with, with a bang and, and a huge show. And, 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 and uh, so since you've been on, not only has California proposed uh, to ban the internal combustion engine by 2035, but at least four other states automatically, as you know, opt in to California standards. And I believe yeah. 10 or 11 others can also opt in. Delaware just announced it's, it's trying to mandate 100% electric vehicles also by by 2035. And as I mentioned, uh, you know, during the intro, uh, you know, cobalt is a, is, is a key mineral needed. Uh, and, and we're learning more and more about the reliance on child labor for the critical mineral to be mined. So most recently, and I don't know if you had the opportunity to, to see this, Mark, but on the Joe Rogan podcast, um, it just <coughs> subhuman conditions in the Congo, uh, literally children mining uh, the cobalt in, in, in the Congo. Did you get a chance to see that, by the way? I, I, I did. In fact, uh, and this is, this is uh, I'm delighted that uh, his guest has written a book about cobalt specifically. I, I highlighted those mining practices in my mining report for the Manhattan Institute uh, two or three years ago. And uh, this is something that I've been following for a long time. In fact, early in my career, I worked for a Canadian mining company, having, having emigrated from that country some years ago. So I'm intimately familiar with, I, I like mining, I like miners, but uh, a lot of the mining activities around the world are not done in ways that we would like to do them or do, or do in fact do them in North America. Uh, so yeah, I saw that. It's a, uh, Look, it's, it's borderline uh, criminal. It's certainly offensive that people are not aware of, and, and if they are aware of it, willfully ignoring what's really going on upstream, as they say, of the battery and electric vehicle industry and acquiring all the minerals and metals that are needed to meet these dreams. It's, a, it's, it's frankly a travesty for the people who are being impacted because, uh, again, uh, Americans in particular just ignore it. We just it, we are not aware of it, uh, and when we become aware of it, so far they're ignoring it. And then what we get are uh, feckless hand-waving about requiring standards, right? We're going to, we're going to uh, not, not get conflict minerals, so-called. And, of course, we have no enforcement power on this stuff. We either, we either get the cobalt from there or we mine it here. And the same people 
who are pushing for mandates to build lots more batteries in electric cars are the same people, same organizations who oppose mining it in a clean way in America. Yeah, and and having said that, you know the the, the video, the, uh, Sidharth Kara, the the uh, Harvard yeah, professor, Siddharth, right. yeah, yeah, and 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 so we're going to have him on the broadcast. And, and the fact of the matter is, is that um, him being able to actually do the video, okay, actually somehow get a camera so he, in there. Uh, you no, know, he just, went there exactly. Good for him. Yeah, I mean, and 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 so thank God for that. Uh, you know, obviously. Yes. Uh, so so when when we talk about. These situation, these situation. Got to wonder why more people aren't talking about it. Because when we talk about the the um, the, the mandates for the, the electric vehicles, um, reading between the lines, and I'm hoping that we're helping uh, to support this on knowledge of of when people talk about uh, you know the electric vehicles and and, and now the, the critical minerals, which doesn't sound like a sexy topic, but let me tell you something. <laughs> You know, you, you know, the, it, it, the world is being impacted. We listen, we're labor guys. OK, we you know, our, our you know, we, we weren't just born on third base. People lived and died and fought for, for <laughs> our right. child labor laws. Right. And so why aren't we so we should be incredibly uh, we should be in, incredibly outraged about this. And that's number one. Number two, um, you, uh, slave labor. Uh, right in front of our eyes, and we are helping people make money by allowing them to bring their products into the United States. Okay, slavery is a horrible part of our history here in the United States. It's crippling even today, polarizing even today. How can we, as a country, contribute to a situation uh, by obviously, uh, you know, purchasing those products? Uh, knowing what's going on over uh, overseas. So that's what that, uh, you know, you never really get a chance to see the vi- videos like that, but f- thank God we did. Why, M- Mark, why aren't more people talking about it? Well, again, I think in many cases it's because they, they're not aware of it. They just have never asked the question or they're, not, or they're not interested in asking the question. And then when the question gets asked, they get answers that result in uh, virtue signaling responses that we're going to create standards or we're going to require the minerals, which the new laws require to be quote American sourced. So what happens is that they, through the, uh, the clever leisure domain of Congress, they'll relabel cobalt mined in the Congo is quote American by some kind of subterfuge through ownership. It, it will not, it will not eliminate the fact that that's where cobalt comes from, but the, the why the people don't know about it is because fundamentally it hasn't mattered until now. We haven't had that many electric vehicles in the world, so it hasn't mattered very much. The cobalt for your smartphones and the cobalt for your iPads and your computers, you know, all those batteries, those also come from the same place, and they have for years because it, the cobalt for the world, about 70% of it comes from Congo, and importantly, about 90% of it is refined in China. You can't use the cobalt until it's been refined, and it gets shipped to China, where almost all of it for the world is refined. Let me, let me add, add to the story. It's not just cobalt, because what you, you'll hear from people who are defending the status quo is, oh, we can, we can do a workaround. We can make batteries without cobalt. And you can. They're not as good, but you can. You can make batteries without cobalt. There are cobalt-free lithium batteries. But you still need other metals. You need manganese. You need nickel. You need copper. You need aluminum. And if you follow the supply chains for all of these metals, you find that they're dominated by offshore production, many of them in parts of the world with lax laws 
child labor, lacks environmental controls. This is true everywhere for every product, including very basic ones like, like copper. And, and what happens here in America? Well, we say we want more electric vehicles. Each electric vehicle requires 300 to 400 percent more copper to build than a conventional car. In this last year alone, two or three mines were canceled that were seeking permits by this administration, copper mines. So we don't get to expand copper mining here. We'll expand it elsewhere, and many places will be with people. We, we, we wouldn't want as neighbors, much less <laughs> as suppliers. Right. And, and, and when you talk about, obviously, those locations, uh, is there anywhere else where we could get massive quantities of cobalt from? Sure. Here. America, Canada. I mean, the, the, the United States is not short minerals. We, we, have, we have all the minerals we need. Uh, the United States was, at one point, one of the biggest suppliers to the world. In fact, the dominant um, uh, supplier of critical metals and minerals to the world. The rare earth metals, which we talk a lot about, neodymium, for example, which is critical for electric motors in uh, wind turbines. The United States supplied over 80% of the world's rare earth metals up until the end of the 20th century. We now supply under 1%. China supplies 80%. These are these were policy choices. These are not choices of the uh, driven by the absence of materials, the absence of mines or minerals. They were driven by regulations driving businesses out of this country by environmental groups who hate mining. And so the the jobs these are these are jobs that we claim we like. They're high paying high-paying jobs in the in the industry, they also got exported and eliminated from America, both for the mining itself and for the entire penumbra of the refining and production of the materials from those materials from the mines. Well, it's these interesting, were, though. These decisions that had nothing to do with the resources. They had to do with politics. Yeah, and, and so let me jump in there for a second, Mike, because we were just talking uh, to the congressman, Pete Stauber, and, and um, he has uh, proposed amendments and, and, and uh, legislation uh, that would prevent us uh, in the United States from from uh, purchasing, uh, you know, from from other countries, uh, you know, cobalt, uh, any products with with uh, minerals uh, that were 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 mined with slave labor. Okay, so in a sense, when you when when you look at this issue, they wanna they wanna. Uh, you know, extreme environmentalists want to you know ignore uh, you know a lot of the benefits, okay, and 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 not allow us to mine you know for these minerals here in the United States, but they're willing to allow other countries to use slave labor, horrible conditions, probably environmental devastation, and then ship the products back here. Okay, so that we can, you know, that they can, that they, that they manufacture with those minerals over to the United States, and we'll be because we can't see. They don't, you know, uh, your your computer, uh, your electric vehicle doesn't come with a video that showed you how it was, you know, the minerals were, were manufactured. <laughs> that's, that's people, for sure. people will, will will purchase those things. Is that yeah. what we're in essence doing? Are we, are we? Uh, taking our, you know, our industry here uh, and the standards and the environmental standards and everything that we could do higher and better uh, with better labor, better in, uh, environmental standards, sending it overseas and letting them do it. And then and then and then letting them send it back and, and we'll we'll uh, we'll pay for those products over here. Is that what we're doing? Well, it's exactly what we're doing. And we've been doing it for for decades now. We, we export challenging industry, so to speak. We export the labor for it, and we export the pollution. 
We export the regulatory challenges with respect to child labor, to your point. Look, I, I think God bless the congressman for trying to get legislation like that passed. But let, let me not be a cynic, but just say, tell you practically what will happen. Uh, it will raise the cost of cobalt and have no no impact whatsoever on the use of child labor or slavery to access the cobalt. Because the, I'll, I'll repeat again, the cobalt is refined in China. So it's no way that you can easily figure out where the atom of cobalt came from once it shows up on your shore from having been in the form of a refined material that comes from the refineries in China. They, they'll get the cobalt from where they want to get it, and they will relabel it as, as uh, child labor-free and conflict-free. And we'll accept that label because we want the cobalt because we're going we're gonna to ban internal combustion engines. Oh, so they, we're going to play this, this giant charade rather than be honest about what the solution is. It's not laws to make it uh, impossible to buy uh, cobalt that's been produced by children. I, I think we should pass laws like that. But they're, I hate to say it, it's a form of virtue signaling, too. What you have to do is mine the cobalt here or mine, mine it in, in, in Germany, mine it, mine it in Canada, and buy it from there. Then, then you know we have transparency, and then we'll know who's producing it. Absolutely. Mark Mills is our special guest here on the Labor and Energy Show with Jadock and Krause. And again, same invitation. If you're listening to today's uh, edition of the Labor and Energy Show and you miss any of it, if you want to go back and re-listen to our conversation with Jadock and Mark Mills, uh, just go to Apple or Spotify, search Labor and Energy Show, and you can download the podcast. Yeah, and so yeah, I mean, we I re- I'll repeat this again, and I can't state it enough. Um, you know, this is not a union issue, which is not a, it shouldn't be a Democratic or Republican issue. Uh, this is a human issue, okay? And we're just talking. You know, on this show, we're Mark. Our, our our whole goal is common sense and energy, okay? And the bottom line is. Um, you know, this is anything. But uh, where do we stand in relation to some uh, of, of other minerals like graphite and lithium and nickel? So where do we stand in relationship to? Uh... To graphite, lithium and nickel, it, 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 other minerals that uh, obviously well, we utilize every day. So every single one of the metals and minerals that are needed for electric vehicles, for windmills, for, you know, wind turbines or wind turbines and solar panels, all of those minerals, whether it's lithium, manganese, you know, uh, nickel, uh, we have zinc, we need, we need zinc, you need all kinds of things. Tin, there's sort of a soup of about two dozen minerals you need. Essentially, all of them are imported. We import 100% of about two dozen different minerals in America. We import more than half for another dozen or two dozen. We've, we've been exporting jobs in the mining sector now for three or four decades. So we're, we are a dependent nation on that. And now what we want to do is increase demand for these materials by hundreds to thousands of percent. The world's going to have to produce something like 1,000 to 2,000 percent more lithium than it does today. It's going to have to produce something like 400 percent more copper and nickel than we do today. And that, that kind of growth in demand, uh, I'll just say this sort of in a hyperbolic way, I guess, it can't be met in the time frames people imagine, which means all these bans on internal combustion engine won't happen. It's just not possible. We aren't going to mine that much metal anywhere. Even in the Congo, they can't increase production enough. 
even with child labor and slave labor, we can't increase labor. Well, well, uh, well here, here's a stupid question, okay? And I think you already covered it. It's got, and it's sort of sarcasm, but why are we shipping this overseas? What is the intellectual reason, okay, the well-thought-out reason that um, we would shut our <laughs> industries down? Oh, this is sarcasm, but I, I, I'm, I'm, why would we shut ourselves down only to send these same products again overseas and then have them, you know, bring them, import them back and pretend like it's, it reminds me of putting my head under the pillow and say you say you call the environment, you know, environmental issues, the bad man. Well, you're sending them overseas. OK, where they don't have the standards that we have here or the regulations and all those things. Um, and we're bringing them back. It's like you're hiding your, your, you put your head under a pillow and say, well, we're not doing it here. Uh, the bad man's not really here. They're not looking at the fact that whatever's going on, whatever environmental destruction, we're just sending somewhere else and then bringing the products back. Um, you, know, it, you know, and, and so well, it's, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, you know, well, the, you know the answer to the lie. You, I mean, you know why. The answer, we all know what the answer is, is they, that, the political claim, and it's the environmental claim, is that these are, quote, zero emissions vehicles. We have to have them because of climate change. That's the, that's the why. And when they have the reality thrust in front of their face, the answer is still, well, we're saving the planet. But I guess I would say we don't have to argue about climate change to have an opinion about whether it's a good idea to use slave labor and cause uh, environmental destruction in fragile ecosystems around the world. It's, it's, it's a version of we ought to be able to walk and chew gum at the same time. We ought to be able to have uh, a goal. Let's just say the goal we could all agree on is it would be nice to minimize oil consumption in the future for transportation. And, and, I, and I think that would be nice because it, makes, it keeps oil cheaper. So I'm, I'm on the same camp. And not, not because I think we shouldn't burn oil, but because I think efficiency always matters. Reducing you know, demand is not a bad thing. But you have to then ask yourself, what is the cost? What, not just the money. But what what are you doing? What where where are you squeezing this? You know, the proverbial squeeze the balloon and expand somewhere else. Well, what's expanding somewhere else? To your point, is, are the problems associated with mining? It's a challenging industry. We just push them elsewhere, and we push oil consumption elsewhere. Those mines use big diesel machines. It takes 300 barrels of oil equivalent of energy to produce a lithium battery that can hold one barrel of oil equivalent worth of energy. I mean, think about that. And the 300 barrels of oil equivalent of energy to produce the battery are actually a lot of it's oil and coal because these are big machines that are being used to dig up huge quantities of rock. It's just a, um, well, your, your point is right when you put it rhetorically. You know, why are we doing it? Well, we know the answer why, but I think the more important question is, will they continue to do it in the face of recognizing and most people learning about what the challenges are both geopolitically, economically, and to your point, morally and socially. So, so having said that, uh, we're, we're coming to the end of the segment. Just a, a quick question. Obviously, uh, given everything we just discussed, okay, how are uh, you know, uh, electric vehicles? And again, I'm not against electric vehicles. I just want common sense. I mean, to let them come into the market. Why mandate them and, 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 and put a situation that's literally impossible to meet? And by the way, once we start doing making mandates, it destroys other industries because people don't want to invest in them. But how are electric vehicles really more environmentally friendly, given everything we just discussed? Well, they're not. They're different environment. They're environmentally different. 
So this is the, the key. It's about true of everything in life, right? So, and like you, I'm not against electric vehicles. In fact, I'm pro-electric vehicle. Yep. <laughs> I've been writing about it for years, and I admire Elon Musk for what he's achieved. He's forced the whole industry to do something that they wouldn't have done but for him. He was a pioneer, and he's done something that nobody's done in 100 years, which is create a car company that's successful. And you can't explain that company with just subsidies. Rich people aren't stupid. They don't buy cars that cost $90,000 if they're a, a crappy car by giving them a $10,000 discount. You know, it's, they're good cars. It's impressive industry. Uh, there will be millions and millions more electric vehicles in the future. There's uh, no question about that. And there's a lot of uses for electric vehicles. But to your point, let people buy them based on their uh, economic, social, and personal decisions. If you mandate them and try to push the whole world to have only EVs, it's it's just built into the physics of the universe we live in. It's not going to happen in the time frames they imagine. Maybe in a century, maybe half a century, maybe, but certainly Absolutely. not in 10 or 20 years. Mark Mills, um, we really, really appreciate your time. Fantastic information. Our goal was to fill in the gaps when we were talking to uh, Congressman Stauber. You certainly did that. Uh, we love having you on the broadcast, sir, and we appreciate your time. Great, great to join you. Have a great new year. We're, we're going to get a return to sanity sooner or later somehow, I'm sure. We appreciate it. Good stuff. Mark Mills joining us here on the Labor and Energy Show. We'll get to a commercial break. On the other side of the break, J-Doc and I will wrap up this edition of the Labor and Energy Show. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. Now it's time for Did You Know? A public service announcement from the providers of this program. Did you know there are 6,000 products made from petroleum that we use every day? Products like candles, trash bags, fishing rods, shower curtains, paint, umbrellas, tennis rackets, and another 5,993. Did you know? Operating engineers are the men and women that move mountains. And the Engineers Labor Employer Cooperative, ELEC, puts them to work. They create opportunities for the men, women, and union signatory contractors of Local 825, repaving our roads, keeping our homes bright and warm, and even building our favorite team stadium. We understand infrastructure. That's why ELEC and Local 825 are ready to get to work. Neuter Integrated Multicraft Contractors has been a force since 1896. That's right, 1896. And specializes in welding, piping, mechanical, structural, constructability reviews, project management, and rigging design services. For a free consultation, call Neuter at 314-421-7600. Neuter proudly serves petroleum refining, chemical processing, power generation, and alternative energy. Get in touch with Neuter at 314-421-7600. The Eastern Atlantic state's regional council of carpenters is proud to present skilled union workers including the workers that build and maintain our energy infrastructure the safest best trained and most productive carpenters in the country are on the job whether it's energy from nuclear wind coal natural gas or offshore wind the eas carpenters are ready to provide the construction need of an energy industry our families depend on if you're interested in a job in construction visit eascarpenters.org or follow us on social at eas carpenters Portions of tonight's Labor and Energy Special are presented by PBF Energy and supported by members of the labor union community, a collaborative to educate the public and change the narrative. 
And that's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. Special thanks, J. Doc, to Congressman Pete Stauber, uh, who represents Minnesota's 8th Congressional District, kicking us off. And then Mark Mills filling in all of the gaps as we begin 2023 with an objective that is even more enhanced than we had in 2022. Absolutely, Joe. And, and this is such a powerful conversation. We talk about uh, the electric vehicle mandates and really what people don't understand when we talk about that is reading between the lines. Uh, the Joe Rogan podcast, how powerful those slave labor conditions were, child labor laws going on in, uh, or uh, conditions going on in, 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 in the Congo. Um, and, and listen, President Biden has done a great job um, supporting labor uh, and, and, and uh, you know, great, gave us great, a lot of great things. But uh, the ball's being dropped on, on, on energy here. And, and, and a lot, when you talk about the slave labor conditions, um, who could possibly turn their, turn their head to that? And, and of course, um, with, the, with the electric vehicle mandates, I think it's backing ourselves into a, a corner, along with a lot of other energy, energy situations. I mean, we talked about it before. Our traditional energy uh, industries and our renewable energy industry must work together uh, to, you know, to create the transition. Okay, we can't right. shut ourselves down. So it's a powerful show. Obviously, real happy to have Mark Mills and, and Congressman Stauber on and uh, lots to talk about. And real happy to have you out there listening to the Labor and Energy Show with J. Doc and Krause. That's going to do it for this edition of the Labor and Energy Show. On behalf of J. Doc, I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to tonight's Labor and Energy Special. You can help. Call your congressperson and join the movement to push back on RINs. This program is paid for by Jacob Media Partners. All opinions or statements expressed on this program are solely those of Jacob Media or its guests and do not reflect the views of WPHT or Odyssey. Today's program is pre-recorded.